Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, Becky. Thank you so much for joining me today on our podcast. And from your cute Instagram account, I saw (laughs) that you have two adorable little ones. And we want to hear more about the story of how that came to be and the loss you had in between. All right. Um, Yes, our daughter, Kobe, she is two and a half. And she um, came in April of 2015. And then we had Croy um, this June. So he's five months. Um, We had miscarried right in between there. And um, so when I got pregnant with Kobe, it took us about five or six months. And I mean, I was young and my husband was young and I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, this is supposed to be so easy, but it's really not as easy as you expect it to be. Um, But when I did get pregnant with her, I did spot a little bit. So I was already nervous just for my first pregnancy. Um, Okay. But every, I mean, we went through, she was, she was a great healthy baby. She ended up being 10-3, which is, (laughs) which is insane for a firstborn, but yeah, here we are. Um, So yeah, um, we had her and then, you know, you're never, we're, we're ready, I guess, as ready as you'll ever be to try again. And, um, we got pregnant. I think it was like either the, either the first month or after just one month of trying. So we were really excited and I didn't want to say anything right away because I didn't want to get my hopes up and I have really weird cycles anyway. So, um, I had been spotting an unusual amount of time and I'm like, okay, well I spot with my daughter. So, you know, this could very well be normal. And, um, I kept, I kept spotting. I kept spotting. I called the doctor. They were like, no, we don't find any reason to see you before the eight weeks. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not like, I'm not cramping. So this must be a good sign. Um, and then that all very suddenly changed. Um, it was a Friday and I work as a makeup artist just on my own. So I had been a lot on, I had, it was a Friday. I was working a Friday wedding and I was on my feet a lot that day. And I was like, you know, maybe I just, I need to relax. I need to sit down and put my feet up. Um, and I did that and not, it wasn't, I still was having a lot of cramping. I, um, and then I started bleeding a lot more than just a little bit of unusual spotting. All in that same day on that Friday. Yes, yes. And and about how far along were you at that point? Seven weeks. Okay, so only a week until your appointment. You know, yes, yes. Going through. Okay, so you sat down, tried to relax a little bit, and started mm-hmm. bleeding more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. I, I think any, anytime something bad happens, we just have the tendency to call our moms. So (laughs) I I called my mom and I was asking her about it and she, you know, trying to 
make me feel any better is, well, you know, this happened with Kobe and you spotted. And I was like, yeah, well, this is, this is not, not the same. Um, but I was like, okay, I have my, my appointment in a week. I'm going to try, I'll try to hold off until then. Just, you know, trying to think lightly of it. Maybe this all can be normal. And I went to bed and I woke up the next morning. I also had another wedding to work a couple hours away. So I was like, okay, I'll sit in my car, you know, relax for a couple hours before I'm on my feet again. And as soon as I got there, it was, it was not, um, it was getting worse. Like my back pain was very bad. Um, I was basically making myself go to the bathroom just so I could see how bad the bleeding was, which I don't recommend. (laughs) But I think in a way you want to convince yourself that this isn't happening to me. Like I'm going to be an exception to the rule. This is all going to be okay. Um, But I knew it wasn't. I was just trying to convince myself otherwise. Yeah. So um, I... So you're at the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So you're there. This starts happening. And I mean, you need to work, but what did you do? Were you able to leave? Like what happened? Oh, no, I I kept working (laughs) because, of course, as as fate would have it, these are actually people I know. So I'm like trying to put on my best face. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm not completely falling apart inside. Um, So, yeah, I finished working. And I got back on the road and it was like a super stormy day. I'm like, oh, how fitting this is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly I'm, how I feel. Yeah, exactly. So I'm driving two hours from home, 40 miles an hour. And I didn't even want to call and tell my husband because, again, I'm trying to think like, oh, it's not a big deal. This is all going to turn around. And um, he called me. I was like two miles from home or something. And I had told him, I was like, you might want to chalk this up as a loss and uh, I was so like stoned emotion about it because I didn't want to believe it was happening I was all like still still in shock and denial and he's like well what do you mean and I really didn't want to explain it because I didn't want to believe it was happening so I just said yeah this is I'm pretty sure this is not this is not good yeah if you don't verbalize it it's yeah, it's, like it's not happening. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. And were you cramping at that point? Yes, I had just severe, like yeah. it was mostly back pain. And it, um, as much as I spotted with my daughter, sometimes, you know, they say, oh, it can be different in like if it's bright colored or um, it, some of it was bright with her, but I never had cramping. And this time it was very different. Yeah, you knew you knew that it was mm-hmm. not the same. Mm-hmm. So um, that evening, we were actually spending the evening at my my mother in law's, and um, my sister in law and brother in law were there with their kids too. And I was like, you know, we were gonna go there, and it was supposed to be such a happy time because we were gonna share with them, like, oh, here we are again, we're pregnant, and that very much changed all of a sudden. Um, so we were like, well, now, do we tell them now? Do we tell them that we were? Do we not tell them? I mean, we didn't know what to do. Um, so we kind of just played the night out as if it were any other. And I could not even stand up at some point. I was just sitting down. And my daughter 
of course wants me to hold her and pick her up and I'm just like oh I can't mom's back hurts and my sister-in-law like shoots me this glare and I'm like oh gosh you know something's going on so I went to the bathroom and I had passed I mean what I can only imagine is basically everything yeah it was I and I knew I did it and I didn't even want to look down because I knew it was there but I think maybe that helps you even get some closure um so I saw it and I said okay well well I think I can convince myself now that this is this is happening um and then when I came out of the bathroom like all of my in-laws were kind of staring at me and then we then we had to tell them (laughs) yeah yeah so um, after that, my sister-in-law was like, well, have you even been to the doctor? And I am very stubborn. So I was like, no, I don't need to go to the doctor. I know what's going on here. I, you know, I, and she's like, well, I think it would ease you either way just to go. So we went to uh, urgent care because it was a Saturday. And then um, they checked us into the ER because they gave me like a urine test and it was a lot more blood than it was urine. Um, And so then they brought me to the ER and they gave me an ultrasound and between the seven weeks, the ultrasound and my hormone levels, nothing was consistent across the board. All three of them were at different lengths of time of a pregnancy. Oh, okay. Interesting. So when they did the ultrasound, were they able to see anything? No, actually, um, they said my pregnancy was consistent with like an incredibly early pregnancy. Um, like something that you, you wouldn't have even known you were pregnant yet. So, um, they, basically told me, you know, if you keep bleeding, this is a miscarriage. If out of some miraculous event, you stop bleeding, maybe this pregnancy will go on, but you aren't as far along as you think you are. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know I'm further along than not knowing stage. Um, and they had said that basically my body was prepared for a baby and it was ready to like become pregnant with one, but they weren't even seeing one in there. Like I had the, um, like the amniotic sac, but they didn't see anything in there. Did they think that maybe you had already passed it? Well, and that's what I had asked. And they were like, yeah. we, we, we aren't even sure because we aren't seeing anything and you're showing basically that, you're so early in pregnancy. So, um, yeah, that was very, That's not very soothing. <laughs> yes. Right. And, and the fact that I, the nurse we had, he was so, or doctor, he was, he felt so bad for us and I could just see it in his face. And I had just no emotion still at this point. So I'm, th- I'm sure he thought like, wow, you, are you all right here? Like you're, are you're, <laughs> you have no emotions. And I, I didn't have anything to say to him. And I don't know. It was just all very surreal. Like it, I didn't feel like it was actually happening. Wow. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get that. It's it's a mixture of shock and denial and oh gosh, yes. Just frustration at your body. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So they didn't have an answer for you per se. You kind of no. knew what was up. Yes. And, and then what? Well, so after he hit, I mean, his exact words to this day were, um, your hormone levels are not consistent with a viable pregnancy. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, I just want to leave now. Like, I just want to get myself out of this. I want to start the process of getting, like, getting over this. I mm-hmm. don't want to dwell on it. I don't want to think about it. Um, and so he said, well, I'm going to get you set up to come back in a week, get your get your blood levels taken so we can um, see where your levels are at then so we can actually call it a miscarriage then because he wouldn't call it one at that point. Um, so we had left. Um, and the the hardest part for me was I didn't want to like, I didn't want to sit and think about it, but you have really no other option when your body is still going through it. I mean, you're still cramping, you're still bleeding. You can't move on at that point. Um, as such long a as a good point. Yes. yes. And as much as you want to, and as much as you're telling your brain and your thoughts, like, okay, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to be better. Um, I couldn't, I just couldn't do that. And I wanted to so badly more than anything. It forces you to be present with it when yes. it's, you know, like one of the main things that you've ever gone through that you just want to ignore. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's and, tricky. Yeah. And I would have really good days and I would have really bad days and I would have a good day and I would feel so guilty about having a good day. Like, Oh, it's so common. (laughs) Yes. And then I would have a bad day and I'd say to myself like, oh my gosh, I had a good day yesterday and now I'm having this bad day and people are going to think I'm faking it and I'm going in and out of these emotions. And it was such a mind game more than anything else I've ever experienced in my life because I could not control my emotions. Right. Those hormones, darn it. Oh man. Yeah. 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 Well, and just the the grief is mm-hmm. so common. That is such a common thing. And I actually need to add more about this into the e-guide as I'm thinking of it, because it feels bipolar. It does. <laughs> and, and I don't use that term lightly. I mean, I, it's right. just truly like this back and forth and then you feel guilty and then you feel sad and mm-hmm. um, yeah. Am I faking it? Should I smile? Should I be crying more? And yes. there really isn't a right way, but in that moment you're constantly analyzing if it's the right way. Exactly. And I would, I had days where I would lay on the couch and I, I stay home with my children's, with my children outside of my makeup work, which is usually done on the weekends. So I would have days where I would lay on the couch and my daughter would be like playing on the floor and I would be like dozing in and out of sleep. And I felt so horrible and just like such a bad mom, but it was something I just couldn't even control. Like I had never experienced depression before, but I can definitely tell you now that that is over with in my life. I was depressed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Oh yeah. It's, it was, 
it was heavy. It was very heavy. And I didn't know whether or not to share it with people because we hadn't said we were pregnant um, to anyone really besides um, my parents. And um, I didn't, I didn't want people to expect me to feel a certain way, like, oh, wow, she should be dealing it with this way or she should be dealing with it that way. Um, so I just wasn't sure how to, do I tell people? Do I not tell people? Because I wasn't sure how to react to the situation. Right, because if you tell them, you're setting yourself up for a situation where you then have to engage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted to tell people because I have never heard anybody talk about it. And I was at such a low point that I thought this can't, this can't just be me. Like I have not, I, I just couldn't, I wanted to relate with somebody and I didn't have anybody. And as much as I, Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Don't, I mean, I know I'm not, you know, I'm not the only one and, I, as much as my husband wanted to relate, he, he just it's couldn't. Different. It is yes. different. They can yes. be our rock and they can be amazing, yeah. but they don't have the hormones. They didn't. Yes. Yeah. And as much as they want to understand, they just, right. he just couldn't. And he would consistently tell me that throughout the entire thing. He's like, I just, I wish I could understand and I wish I knew how you felt, but I just can't. And for him to say that, it was one thing, but for other people to not want to talk about it and have been there, just it just kills me that people feel like there's a certain stigma about it that they can't share. Um, and I think as as a female, we do that because we're supposed to be this caretaker and we're supposed to be this motherly instinct creation. And so that when this happens to us, we don't want to share it because we're almost embarrassed subconsciously. One hundred percent. Yeah. What did I do wrong? My body yes. failed me. I, I, this is my one thing I'm supposed to be able to biologically yeah. do and I can't even do it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And that, those were all things I was telling myself and I just, I couldn't get myself beyond it. Oh. So how long was this, just this super heavy process for you? You know, was there a point where you started to see the light? Did you change something? What happened? Um, So I am generally, like, I try to be a very positive person. Um, So every day I would wake up and I'm like, today's going to be the day. I'm going to feel better and I'm going to... I'm going to turn my attitude around as if it were something internally I was doing to make myself feel good or bad. Um, so it happened to be um, about two weeks that I finally could come to the fact like, okay, the bleeding's gone, the cramping's gone. Um, do I even want to try this again? Um, but I was, I was seeing the other side of the, the tunnel at that point in about two weeks. Yes. And did you go back to the doctor in the meantime and have more blood work done? Yes. Um, and I don't think that who the um, person that was taking my blood, she must not have known why I was there because she said, oh, do you have any history of miscarriages? And I said, um, just this one. And she kind of looked at me like, oh, my goodness, uh, I wasn't expecting that. So um, 
again, yeah, (laughs) again, something people must not talk about very often, but that is the reason why I was there. So that's what I said. Um, But yeah, then they had called me the next um, afternoon saying, you know, your hormone levels are dropping. They were at this. Now they're at this. And so we can go ahead and call this what it is. When was this? That was about four or five days after my original urgent care emergency room ultrasound visit. So it was that following week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you had your daughter April 2015. When did you miscarry? I miscarried in July of 2016. Okay. So July mm-hmm. 2016. And then... You're going through this, you go back, they're like, yeah, your hormone levels are going down. You have these two heavy weeks. You start Mm -hmm. to see the light at the end of the tunnel and then talk to me about what things looked like because you obviously did get pregnant again. Yes. Um, Yeah, I had kind of um, looked up online and talked to the nurses and kind of talked about like, where, where do I go from here? As if I probably meant in a, you know, I wanted more advice than they could have given me. Um, So I said, you know, what do I do? What happens? And they were like, well, you should wait three months. You should, um, you know, give it a break. You want to have at least one cycle. You want, and I'm like, okay, all right. So um, (laughs) as much as I wanted to follow that, I am just a very, faithful person. And I thought, you know, God's going to give me what he's going to give me when he's going to give it to me. So I said, I'm just, I'm not going to track my cycle. I'm not going to worry about my next, um, my next cycle. Um, and as, as maybe irresponsible as that might sound to some people, for me, that's just what I had to do. I had to just like almost step away. Yes. I had to step away from my own body and just let it do whatever it was going to do. Um, because it already obviously had and was doing that. So, um, yeah, then we, um, I got a positive pregnancy test in September. So it, it wasn't long. So you get a positive test, right? Everyone that comes on my podcast, including myself multiple times, we've been there after Mm -hmm. miscarrying. Yeah. Holy mixed emotions. Oh my gosh. Was it ever? I, um, I didn't even want to tell my husband. I almost was like, do I just like wait a couple weeks? Do I just, um, wait for my own being and, take another one into a week or two or to convince myself like it's going to be fine. Um, so I wasn't even like sure how to feel. I didn't, I wanted to be excited. I, I was excited, but I was definitely waiting multiple weeks to, to be more excited as much as I could. And did you have any spotting with this pregnancy? I didn't, not with this one. So that I I didn't with this one. So I was super um, relieved to not have any. Um, I was concerned that even if I did get some, like I did with my very first pregnancy, that that would have crushed me. Um, But I didn't have any. And so I said, I I told myself, you know, I'm not going to, 
worry about this. I can't worry about it. What's, you know, it's out of my hands. So there I was. <laughs> Good. And that pregnant, your pregnancy went well. Yes. I mean, for the most part. Yeah, it yeah. was, it was very, it was very different from my first and very different from this beginning of the second. Okay. Um, so I can't even say, I think so many times we Google symptoms and we, we look things up and we expect things to be consistent across the board. And even, you know, same gender pregnancies, same person pregnancies, they can be so different. And we always want to tell ourselves that things can be like, oh, we can be an exception to the rule and this can, this can change. And, um, but every pregnancy is so different that I feel like you can't settle on a conclusion of what's happening until, you know, you get to the doctor and they can tell you what's going on. Yep, that's where the trust comes in, and holy <laughs> yes. cow, is that hard? Yes, and I will say the only thing, I mean, the only thing that got me through it um, was my faith, and just to finally come to um, the point of honoring my emotions rather than worrying about um, how I should feel or what everyone else is going to think if I feel this way or if I feel that way or if they think I'm overreacting or underreacting. Like, I just had to honor my own emotions and let them let them be so that they could pass because if you don't let them come to you you won't let them leave you so that's what i had 100 percent. yes yeah. that's that's 100 percent true i love that yeah and it and I think that's why those two weeks were so heavy. I mean, outside of the the cramping and the bleeding, it's just I was so worried about how I should feel instead of just honoring how I did feel and pushing away the emotions that are coming instead yes. of letting them flow through you, just like physically everything's flowing through you. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome! Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story today, Becky. Yes, thank you. For joining us. For allowing That's me to so share. much wisdom. Yes. Yes. Of course. 